Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 37, Europig and the Winter Palace. I'm Maria Calanchini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And in today's episode, we are going to travel to St. Petersburg in Russia, to the Winter's Palace. This is a place I have never been, but it is very intriguing to me. So I did a little bit of research, and now the goop named Europig, because he always calls other people names. In particular, he says Europig if he doesn't like somebody or if he's upset or angry. That's the kind of name that some of us used to say when we were younger. I remember I did. In any case, that is the premise for today's story. So he's going to the Winter Palace where he meets the Imperial Eagle, who is hot on his heels. So let's find out what happens. Stay tuned at the end of the story, and I am going to tell you how to see all of the photos that go with this story and how you can submit your own story ending for Europig and the Winter Palace. So I will see you on the other side. Young Europig took good advice and always kept his clothing nice. He never smooched his frock with coal. His picture books were clean and whole. He washed his hands ten times a day. But oh, what horrible things he'd say. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was a very fastidious little goop boy named Europig. He was one of the neatest goops in Goop World. He had a spotless room with every toy in place. He never had a mark on his clothing, and he would even wash his hands several times after playing outside. Europig was obsessed with firemen and wanted to be one, so he always wore around a little fireman uniform and carried a billy club. He could be quite the charming little fireman until he opened his mouth and started name-calling. Europig had a very bad habit of calling others names if he was angry or upset or impatient. He was known to blurt out, Europig, several times a day. Many of the other goops would avoid him if they felt like he was in an irritable mood because no one wanted to be called a pig. Despite all of the name-calling, Europig managed to maintain a very good relationship with Selfina, who could be so selfish and self-centered that she often didn't even hear Europig's name-calling, and if she did, she would just laugh. <laughs> Selfina, although good for lots of laughs, was rather selfish but this didn't bother Europig, so they got along very well. Europig and Selfina had a grand time when they got together. They would go out exploring, and Europig would bring his little billy club, and Selfina would bring her broom. They would go deep into the bushes, swatting away a path with their club and broom. 
One glorious summer day, Eurypig and Selfina set off exploring. They had heard of the summer gazebo, which was a blue and green gazebo that appeared in the middle of summer for just one day. And if you could find it, you could make any wish you wanted. Come on, Selfina, follow me, and I'll whack a path with my club, called out Eurypig as he brandished his black club against some nearby blackberry bushes. I'm right behind you, sang out Selfina, who was quite happy not to have to do any of the whacking. They pushed through bush after bush full of blackberries. At one point, they stopped to stuff their faces. Both Europig and Selfina looked at each other with blackberry-stained cheeks and burst out laughing. <laughs> You're gonna need a fire hose to clean off that mess, chuckled Selfina. Well, so are you, retorted Europig. You should see yourself. You're a pig. And they both burst out laughing. <laughs> Look, called out Selfina as she pointed to a little honeycomb full of bees that was growing on a blackberry branch. Europig looked up to not only see the bees buzzing around the berries, but he also saw a spider that had built a web across one of the bushes as if he was guarding it for himself. Without thinking, Europig lifted his billy club and whacked at the spider web and the honeycomb and called out, You're a pig! You're a pig! And you're a pig! Stop trying to hog all the blackberries! Selfina let out a little gasp. <gasps> she knew that Europig was prone to calling names, but this just seemed too much. Without warning, three giant bumblebees appeared and they were stinging mad. They buzzed so hard that Selfina thought her ears would split. The bees came right at them. All Europig could do was yell, Run! at the top of his lungs, and the two of them turned and ran as fast as they could. They whizzed by bush after bush until finally Selfina's dress caught on a blackberry bramble and she fell. Europig was running too quickly to notice. He went on and on until finally he saw a blue and white gazebo that seemed to appear from nowhere. The bees were only inches from his head as he raced into the gazebo. This was it. This was what he had been searching for. He wanted to wait for Selfina to make his wish, but if he did, he knew the bees would get him. So he blurted out the first thing he could think of. I wish I was in winter and far, far away from summer bees. Then everything went dark. Europig couldn't see anything, and all he could feel was a deep, deep freeze. Chapter 2 Europig wrapped his arms around himself and held his little fireman outfit tight, but the chill seeped right through. He felt as if he would be frozen solid in minutes. When he heard a little voice say, Follow me. He looked down to see a tiny stacking doll staring back at him. 
She was made of wood and beautifully painted in amber and rose tones. Her hair was the color of a cornflower, and it was surrounded by a large patterned yellow scarf. Her body was covered in blossoming pink flowers. Pig stared at her as he tried to remember where he had seen this kind of doll before. You're a Matryoshka, he blurted out. Yes, I am. But we don't have time for this discussion. Now quickly, follow me. The darkness was fading away, and as Pig looked around, he saw that he was inside a magnificent hall with gilded gold ceilings. Nothing looked familiar. Where are we? Why must we hurry? Called out Pig, as the Matryoshka doll hurriedly clicked down the hall in front of him. Because the Imperial Eagle will make his nightly round shortly, and he would have us both for a midnight snack if he catches sight of us. Come now, said the Matryoshka in a commanding tone. In his usual fashion, Europig couldn't resist calling out names. You're a liar, he blurted out. The moment the words left his mouth, he regretted them. He wanted to stuff them back in, but it was too late. The Matryoshka doll turned on her round bottom and glared at Europig. Her eyes almost ate him alive, and he knew he had made a grave mistake. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it, he called out. In a distant room, there was a violent flapping of wings, followed by the shrieking sounds of an eagle. Europig immediately held up his little billy club. The Matryoshka doll sneered and said, You are no match for the Imperial Eagle. Your only chance is to follow me. You should be sorry. Then she glided through the grand hall and disappeared through an open doorway at the end. Europig couldn't follow her fast enough. He ran down the hall grasping his billy club, and just as the door between the two halls was about to close, he stuck his club between them and slid through. As he pulled it out, the door slammed shut behind him. The Matryoshka doll stood still and stared right back at him. Europig felt as if he would freeze all over. I've risked my life for you and my babies for you. And you repay me by calling me a liar? Don't you ever let me hear you call me a name again. Europig was silent for a moment as he thought about his next words. His mother had often warned him to think before he spoke, but her words fell on deaf ears. Now that his life was at risk, Europig was suddenly paying attention. I'm sorry. I'm truly sorry. What can I call you? What's your name? Maya. You may call me Maya. No more questions right now. Just listen to me and do as I say. Maya then pulled Europig into a dark corner in the hallway where there was a small hidden doorway beneath one of the windows. They slipped inside the tiny doorway and closed it behind them. As they did, they heard the Imperial Eagle open the door to the salon and fly around. Maya told Europig 
that they were deep inside the Winter Palace in St. Petersburg, Russia. Once upon a time, it was home to the Russian czars. They ruled over Russia and many other parts of the world from the Winter Palace until the Russian people revolted. Now it was an enormous museum with 1,786 doors and more rooms and secret passageways than could be counted. She told him how the gold imperial eagle came alive at night and swept the palace looking for intruders. Palace legend said that the eagle was the ghost of Tsar Alexander II, and he would never allow strangers in his palace. I know how to stay out of his way, but you, you fool, with your name-calling, he will find you, warned Maya as she turned on her round, shiny bottom. Chapter 3 Yurupik shrunk into his fireman's suit just a little after being scolded by Maya. Then he turned to her and said, I can control my words. I can. We shall see, responded Maya without looking at him. Come now, I must go back and find my children, who may be scattered throughout the palace. I let them all out to come and rescue you. Your pig looked Maya up and down, and he saw a crack in her middle. It was barely visible, but it was there. She was a Russian nesting doll, a matryoshka, the kind that opened up and had other dolls stacked inside. Why did you let them out? Why didn't you bring them with you since they all fit? asked your pig. Because I can travel more lightly without them. Now come and stop asking questions. Then Maya led Yurupig through a series of underground passageways hidden deep inside the Winter Palace. Every once in a while, they would hear the Imperial Eagle in a nearby room as he whooshed through. Finally, Maya stopped after ascending a long winding stairway and she pushed open a hidden door that led to one of the smaller ballrooms. She went over to a large green vase and called inside. Galina. Yes, mother. Darya. Yes, mother. Ekaterina. Yes, mother. Tatiana. And there was silence. Maya called again. Tatiana. Once again, there was no answer. Girls, come out at once commanded Maya. Three little nesting dolls rolled up and out of the large green vase and stood before Maya as they stole glances at Europig. Where is your sister? Where is Tatiana? asked Maya. The girls could scarcely look at her. They all looked down, and Daria let a little tear roll out. We're so sorry, Mother, so sorry. As soon as you left, we were playing. And Tatiana left the vase, and we didn't notice until it was too late. She wanted to follow you, and we searched for her, 
But we had to go back in the vase because we heard the Imperial Eagle coming. Maya was tough. She had to be to survive in the Winter Palace with four daughters to look after. But she could feel her heart crumbling. She couldn't stand the thought of her youngest, Tatiana, rolling around the Winter Palace all alone at night. Europig could feel himself getting a little braver. He felt like he had to help Maya after all she had done for him. So without thinking, he called out, That Imperial Eagle is just a big pig. He can't go around scaring everyone like that. He is a pig. Maya turned and glared at him. Do you think your name, Colleen, will help? Europig instantly shrunk again. Girls, we need to make a plan to find your sister, Maya. Europig almost spoke up again, but he decided he had better think first this time. He wandered over to the window and stared outside at the white frost that covered the Winter Palace as Maya devised a rescue plan with her girls. Europig felt helpless. He had no idea where Tatiana could be, as he could scarcely find his own way around the palace. He overheard as Ekaterina said, You just need to call for her, and she will come. We were too afraid that the Imperial Eagle would hear us, so we kept silent. I can't call for her, because he will come. We will have to wait until he is distracted, said Maya. Before anyone could say anything else, Europig said, I will distract him. I know how to get his attention. As soon as I leave this room, start your search for Tatiana. Call for her and don't worry about the Imperial Eagle. Then Europig ran for the closest door and slammed it shut. He found himself in an enormous ballroom and he ran through it banging his little billy club and calling out, Imperial Eagle, you're a pig, you're a pig, you're a pig. Maya and her girls were horrified. They knew what a huge risk your pig was taking, but they didn't have time to think about it. They quickly ran into the secret passageway and called out for Tatiana. The Imperial Eagle was only two rooms away when he heard your pig calling. He froze mid-flight as a wicked smile spread across his face. This was the sort of night he had awaited for years. He could already taste the blood. Chapter 4 Your pig had worked himself into a frenzy with his yelling and screaming, he couldn't feel the fear that was rising in his body. When he got to the end of the giant hallway, he stopped to catch his breath, and all he heard was a foreboding silence. He looked above and saw nothing but darkness. The silence was interrupted by a deep swooshing sound and the rapid fire flapping of enormous wings. Europig pressed his back against the door that stood between him and the Imperial Eagle. There is no way that an eagle can open this door, he thought to himself as he slowed down his breath. 
Then he listened as the eagle's wings began to flap faster and faster on the other side of the door. And without warning, a gust of air shoved through and sent Europig hurling across the floor until he landed smack in the middle of the empty ballroom. The eagle pushed through the door and expanded his wings for what seemed the length of the ballroom. He hovered high in the air and turned his head to look straight down at Europig. Europig felt like a little lamb about to be swallowed by an enormous lion. He looked all around, but there was nowhere, nowhere he could run or hide. The eagle could catch him with a flick of his wing. All he could think to do was to call the eagle names. He could feel the words come up in his mouth, and they were halfway out, but they froze. What good would name-calling do now? Your words are frozen. I can see them trying to come out. But they won't do you any good now. You've had your say. And now I will have you. Snarled the Imperial Eagle as he clapped his beak together. Off in the distance, the voice of Maya rang out as she said, Tatiana, there you are. Come and get inside with your sisters. The eagle cocked an ear as he listened. Ah, the Matroshka and her daughters. That is who you are helping? You are a fool. You should have saved yourself. Cackled the eagle. Your pig had no name-calling left, but he could feel words spinning inside his head. He felt a little bit better knowing that Tatiana was safe with her mother and sisters. His heart was beating and his head was spinning, and so many thoughts were flying through, but one stood out. Once his mother had told him that words have power, and that words could be his superpower if he would stop his name-calling. She had said that words could build or destroy. Europig knew that his destructive words would no longer serve him, and his only hope would be to build his words to build a connection to the Imperial Eagle. He looked at the eagle hovering above him and decided to focus on what was good about him and then tell him. Imperial Eagle, you're right. You do have me trapped, and I know there is no escape. But I have no regrets, because I know that Tatiana is safe. I know you'll swallow me, and I'll be gone. But before you do, I want to tell you something. I'm looking up at you as you hover in this ballroom. And you are truly a sight to behold with your wings spanned across the length of the room and your regal head held so high. I hope you know how majestic you are. You're surely the strongest creature in this palace. And I hope you know that your strength scares the others. But if you ever want a friend, Just show them a tiny bit of your heart, and I think you'll be surprised. Okay, that's all. I'm just going to close my eyes so I don't have to watch, said Europig. He surprised himself with his words, but they were the only words he knew to say, so he said them. Europig closed his eyes and waited. The Imperial Eagle could scarcely move. Never in his life had anyone spoken to him like this before. He didn't know what to say, 
but he did know that he didn't want to swallow Europig anymore. He beat his wings so hard that all of the windows blew open, and then he reached down with his left wing and scooped Europig onto his back. I will take you home, said the eagle quietly as he flew out into the night air. Europig watched as the winter palace shrunk beneath him, and he flew off into the darkness on the back of the imperial eagle. After many hours of flying, the eagle lowered his left wing, and Europig slid right down it and back into Goop World. It was sunny again, and the cold and darkness had disappeared. He looked around for Selfina, as he wanted to tell her all about the imperial eagle, but she was nowhere to be found. Selfina was deep inside the Tower of London, but that is a tale for another time. Okay, so that's it for this episode of Goop Tales. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, I would be so grateful if you would go to iTunes and leave a review for Goop Tales. And you can easily do that by going to gooptales.com. And on the very front page there, there's a link to iTunes where you can leave a star rating review as well as a written review. And both of those are what help Goop Tales to get rankings so that I can keep on making them. So please do that. And I will always be grateful. So now you can go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 3737. And you can see all of the photos that go with this goop tale. You can see the winter palace and Europig and the imperial eagle. So make sure and go there. And when you look at the photos, look for the tiny Europig that is hidden in every photo. He's there. Sometimes he's really hard to find, but he's always there. So there you go. That's it for Goop Tales, episode 37. And I will see you next time in Goop Tales, episode 38 with Selfina. Thanks for listening. And remember to make every day a Goop Day. Goop Day.